couple years ago when I was there, and, and this is what we do. So hold your Bibles up with me and say this after me. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I will dream what it says I can dream. All right, Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24 is our basis for today. Let's pray really quick. Father, we come before you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're doing at the intersection. God, we're honored to be your kids. We're honored to come and worship you. We're honored to learn about your word. I thank you, Father, that as we speak and talk this morning, that it wouldn't be me just talking, but it'd be your spirit speaking. That you would encourage us. You would lift us up. God, you would speak something to us we uh, haven't heard before. God, we would uh, know more about your son, Jesus. We would know more about your character. We thank you, God, that we don't just come to church out of um, repetition or um, duty. But, Father, we come to hear from you and to connect with you. I thank you that as your word goes forth, may you do something great in everyone's life here. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? So good to see your faces. Thank you so much, Pastor Gary, for letting me uh, come up here and steal 34, 40, 50, 60 minutes from you. I I won't go that long, I promise. Um, But I'm excited about what God has to say. I get to talk this week about one of my favorite things in the world. And um, Isaac and and I and Johnny, really, last week, um, how many of you guys were here for Johnny last week? That was great. I got to listen to it on CD. I was down at Hoopfest um, getting my tail kicked. So, um, but it was fun. Jake's not in here, is he? Is he? He was right there. So Jake, Gary would have done this anyways, but brag on Jake. He was one game shy of the championship game for all of Hoopfest. So he worked his tail off. Um, uh, he, that's, and that is a competitive league. Guys from Gonzaga play in that league. And so he, Jake, tore it up. And so uh, that was fun to kind of watch from a distance on that. But um, Hoopfest, I got my uh, tail kicked. But I got a chance to listen to uh, Pastor Johnny's message on, on, on being the church. And Peter said, or Jesus said, I will build my church. And that's what we're here today. We are living proof of what Jesus did and what Peter and his disciples carried out in building the church. And um, we're doing this, this sermon series this month on um, um, Jesus said what? And the premise of Jesus said some crazy things. Jesus said some things that um, might be kind of confusing and could have been taken wrong and, and could be a, a hard thing that he said. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about how Jesus said, cut off your hand if it causes you to sin and, and hate your mother. Um, and he said some things that were um, uh, controversial, very controversial at that time. But we're going to talk about him this, this month, and I'm particularly excited about it. But I get to talk about one of my favorite. And did Jesus really say, ask anything? Did Jesus say, you can ask anything you want in prayer. Let's read Mark chapter 11 verses 23 and 24. The very end of 22 says, have faith in God. So it's not up on the screen, but everybody say that with me. Have faith in God. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. Have faith in God. Now I feel like that should be an exclamation point. It's not, but I'm going to add it anyways. I feel like Jesus is saying to his disciples, have faith in God. What, what he's saying is he's going before and, and there's a tree He's walking around before this, and there's a tree that doesn't have any fruit on it. And, well, it's not bearing fruit. Jesus goes up to it, and he's hungry. He wants some breakfast. He goes up there, and and he tries to pick an apple, and it's not there. It's not bearing fruit. So he curses it, and he says, you'll never bear fruit again. 
and he walks away and then they come back the next day and the disciples say Jesus that tree that you cursed it's not bearing any fruit it's withered up it's dead like they're saying Jesus what you actually said worked what you actually said worked that's that's crazy and Jesus responds to them and says guys have faith in God in Matthew or excuse me Mark chapter 11 23 for assuredly I say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says verse 24 therefore I say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them and that's some powerful scripture right there that's some I was I was raised on that portion of scripture pretty much and that portion of scripture can be taken out of context but the fact still remains that Jesus says you can have anything that you ask for I don't know but that is pretty cool to me now I believe there's some things we're going to talk about today but Jesus really did say you can have anything he said have or you can ask anything of me have faith in God and ask anything of me. So here's what we're not talking about today, okay? So I want to show you a little clip. There's a movie called Bruce Almighty. How many of you guys saw that movie, right? So Jim Carrey, maybe not a great movie. Maybe it's a great movie. I don't know. It's, I'm not condoning a movie at all. What I'm saying is that um, Jim Carrey gets bestowed all the powers of God um, at one moment. Uh, he's mad at God, and uh, Morgan Freeman is God. And he says... He's not God, but in the movie, he plays God. And he says, all right, I'm giving you all my powers. I'm doing everything. You just go for it. And Bruce is like, really? I mean, so he's confused, and then then he does this. So watch this. Watch this. fun little thing maybe it's a little cheesy movie or whatever but jesus says or in this movie he gets all the powers of god and he kind of goes crazy and he ignores people's prayers and things like that it all comes around at the end but we're not talking about hey you can have anything you want you can get that brand new outfit and just you know that's not we're not we're not talking jesus god is not a genie in a bottle Okay? We're, not, we're not talking about Aladdin here. We're not talking about, um, you know, you can ask whatever you want. Being a disciple of Jesus, being a follower of Jesus, is not only about, should not be about what we receive from him. But it should be about what we can give because of him. Because of what he's done on the inside of us. See, when we act and we live in a place of only receiving and only asking God, hey, God, I want this, and I need this, and I want this, and, and I need this, and, and I need... If, if we act in a life of that, and all we are doing is receiving, we come in serious danger of destruction. We become in a place that's very dangerous. 
there's, and I don't know much about this. Pastor Gary could talk to you a lot more about it. But the Dead Sea in Israel, you've been there, right? So the Dead Sea, the reason they call it the Dead Sea is because there's no life in it. There's nothing living inside of it. And the reason it is, is because there's nothing flowing out of it. There's only rivers flowing into it. And I think it's the same thing with our Christian walk. If all we are doing is receiving from God, all we're trying to do is get for us. Hey, I need this, or I need that, or it's about me, it's about my finances, it's about my job, it's about my... If we become like that, we become in serious danger of destruction. So I don't believe that Jesus is saying that at all. Hey, you can have whatever you want. You can, you know, do this, do that. You can do whatever you want. He is, but he's not. So we need to live a life that is... Hey, what can I do because of what Jesus did for me? And when we live like that, our life becomes completely different. Our life becomes so much better. When we live a life of giving, there's low-level thinking, low thinking and high-level thinking. And I want to hang around people that want to invest in me, that want to um, see me go to the next level. And I want to be that kind of a person. I want to invest in people. Whatever I have is because Jesus has blessed me with it, and I want to help and bless others with it. Amen? That's why I have finances. That's why I have a job, so I can further God's kingdom. Not so I can have the best car. Not so I can have, um, uh, even necessarily even be taken care of. Not so I can have things, but so I can further God's kingdom. Everything that God has given me, every gift, every talent, I want to be able to use to give away. I don't want to become like the Dead Sea. Amen? Amen. I want to be able to have an outpouring from me, and I want to be able to give. So that's in, in preference to all of this, to all of that scripture. God wants us, I believe, to act out of what can I give because of God, not what can I get from God. Amen? So I think we've all been in the place, though, where we just need something from God. Amen? How many of you guys are here today are, and you don't have to Raise your hand if you want to, but just do to make me feel better. Um, how, many of, how many of us are seriously believing God for something? Whether it's um, finances, whether it's uh, relationships, whether it's health. You know what? I'm here to say this morning that God is on your side. God knows where you're at. God loves you no matter where you've been, no matter what mistakes you think you've made. God loves you and has the best intentions for you and wants you to grow in him, wants you to succeed in life, wants you to come cl- become closer to him. But he loves you just the way you are. That's God's grace. God just loves us no matter what we've done, no matter where we've been. But I think there's always times where, you know what, hey, I need something from God. God, I'm asking you for something. And God knows us better than we know ourselves. But I think one of the key words in this scripture, and my favorite word in this scripture, is the word faith. Everybody say that with me. Say faith. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, we walk by faith and not by sight. So that's a lot easier said than done, right? Anybody at all? So do me a favor today. If, if, if you feel like something is said good, you could, you could say amen or, or, or that's good or, or wave a hanky or something like that. Um, uh, it makes me encouraged and does me do a little bit better if you guys are like yeah sharky woo go good something so the definition of faith webster's definition of faith says a firm belief in something for which there is no proof 
Or one of my favorite, complete trust. Now, right, that's a lot easier said than done, to completely trust in Jesus. New Hope, um, our, our college over in Eugene, Nick, shout out for New Hope. Um, uh, they, they, they have a, a skit that they do often, and I've seen it four or five times, and, and they do this fall thing, and this gal is like, Jesus, I, I, I love you, and I trust you, and he's like, then, then trust me. And they do this trust fall thing, and, and it's pretty cool. It's a pretty good show of, of what, um, uh, what, how Jesus really wants us to trust him. Scott could probably do that, but his hands are tied behind his back, that skit, so he's probably seen it 30 times. But that, um, the, the point is, it's a lot easier to say, I trust Jesus, than it is to actually stand back and trust him. And I think trust has a big part of our faith and what we do and how we act with our faith. So turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. So get ready to turn some pages in the Bible. I'm going to flip around a little bit. We're going to go back and forth today. But if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. It's going to be up on the screen too. But I want to read this together, okay? I'm going to count to three, and I want to read out the biblical definition of what faith is. All right? One, two, three. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many of you guys have ever seen the show Forensic Files? Have you ever seen that show before? Okay, it's a show that's, um, I don't know what channel it's on anymore. I haven't seen it in a long time. But they, they solve crimes and they solve mysteries based on DNA, based on very, very little particles that you can't even see with your eyes, but on fingerprints, on hairs that are found, on uh, fragments of skin that are around, things that are just incredible. It's a crazy show. But it's all about evidence. And in the court of law, you can't be proven guilty or innocent without evidence, right? And so the Bible here is saying that faith, and you guys, most of you, if you've been in church in any length of time, you know this scripture by heart. But faith is the substance or proof of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I think our faith requires a little bit of action. And I think the scary thing for me, not scary thing, but I think the thing Christians and us, me, even me, do a lot of times, we pray with hope. And that's great. We need hope. America today needs hope. We need hope in Jesus. We need hope in something um, that, that, that God still has good for us. And I believe that with all of my heart. And, but I think that's great, but it only goes to a certain point. I believe that hope is the beginning, but faith is the action. Faith is what causes you to move. Faith is what actually, something rises up in you and you do something about it. Hope I think when we pray, sometimes we just throw out hope. I hope, God, you'll heal me. I, I, I hope you'll come through for my family. I'm going to give my, um, my, my tithes and, and, and my offerings, and I'm going to hope that all my bills are, are met. Or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope versus faith. God, I'm giving this, and I know you're going to do something for me. God, I know you can heal me. God, I know you want what's best for me. There's a difference. Hope is great. But I think it's only part way. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, 16. While you're turning there, um, I have a friend of mine who plays uh, baseball. He plays for the Giants, and, and um, we were hanging out with him a while. And he, uh, we were talking about faith and, and, and things, and, 
And he was saying, you know, it's kind of like that when I get out on the mound. And he's a, he's a pitcher, and, you know, it's a lot of pressure on him when he's out there pitching. But he was talking about how um, if I get up there and just hope that I'm going to throw a good pitch or I'm hoping that I'm going to, you know, do well against this pitcher um, or this batter, I'm, I, I'm just hope for it, my mentality is completely different, and I usually end up not doing well. He goes, but if I go up there with confidence and I go up there knowing that I can do this, knowing that I'm better than that batter, who, whoever it is, whoever it's the best uh, hitter in baseball, if I know that I'm better than him, I pitch way better. I, I don't always do perfect, but I pitch way better because he's got confidence in what he can do. And I think when we are praying and we're asking God for things, we need to come with the same kind of confidence. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly, come boldly to the throne of grace. Come on, not with our head down, bummed out, sad, but come boldly to the throne of grace. Come on, say boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. I'm a new parent, so I'm not as pro as a lot of you in here are, but I'm getting there and I'm getting more sleep every day. But when... I am parenting my daughter, and, and when she gets older and you have to do more parenting, um, we're starting to have to do very little of that, you know, tell her no and things. But uh, as we get more down the road, I don't want her to be scared of me. Any parent doesn't want your kid to be scared of you, right? Can I get a little raised hand or something, right, parents? You want your kids to feel comfortable to come up to you and ask you questions, give you a hug. You want them to come boldly to you, right? Right? Now, you know what's best for them, so sometimes you got to say no. Sometimes you got to, you know what's right for them, and you don't, they don't always know what's best for them, but you do. And as a parent, I don't want Lexi to ever be scared of me. I want what's best for Lexi. I don't want her to be scared of me. I don't want her to say, you know, I, 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 I dropped my milk today. My dad's not going to, you know, he's not, he's going to, he's going to beat me senseless because, or he's going to inflict some pain on me because, you know, I, I did this. I, I deserve that. No, I, you know what, if she does something wrong, we're going to have to work through that, but I don't want her to be scared of me ever. And I think sometimes I know I have been in the past scared that God's not proud of me, that God doesn't love me because of maybe some mistake that I did. But I believe if we come boldly to the throne room of grace, God can act completely different. I would be, not in a bad way or in a mean way, but I would be frustrated. I would be frustrated if Lexi came to me all the time and was, I know I'm not good enough, but please hear me out here, Dad. I'd say, no, you're more than good enough. I love you just the way you are. In your mistakes, in your shortcomings, I love you. And I want to help you. And I don't want you to be scared of me. I don't want you to be scared of this world. Fourth of July was a couple days ago. Anybody have fun fireworks? Fun time? Anybody? I love Fourth of July. Um, we live at the lake and, and lots of fireworks. All illegal, but they're all a lot of fun. Um, I don't shoot any off in my defense, ever. Um, okay, maybe a couple years ago we did. But we had this great fireworks show. My neighbor, a couple rows down, like literally puts on an incredible show, probably spends five, six, seven thousand $7,000 on this show that he, we get to see. It's great. It's a blast. But it's Lexi's first 4th first of July. And Dan and Jamie were over there. And um, 
uh, Gianna was over there, and uh, little, li- little babies were, when they first saw it, they were a little scared. They're just like, Lexi turns her head like this, and she freaks out, and she doesn't know what it is. I mean, it sounds like guns are going off, right? She's in bed. We had to go back and get her. We had to wake her up, and Dan and Jamie were, were, were holding Gianna, and she's scared. You know what? I don't want her to be scared. I'm, I'm holding her. I want her to trust me. I want her to say, Dad's here. It's good. And I think that's the way with us with God. God's here. We're good. God knew this was going to happen to me before it happened. God's got it. God's got my back. Those fireworks aren't going to hurt Lexi. They're going to hurt me before they're going to hurt her. And that's the same thing with God. God's got your back. And God believes in you and loves you. And we need to come boldly to the throne room of grace and ask God for the things we need. Ask God for our health. Ask God for things that we know that God wants to bless us with. Amen? Look in... in, um, Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. We're going to talk about two examples of faith that I, I love. And I think last time I spoke, I, I mentioned this scripture, and, or maybe I spoke out of it completely, but I think it's one of my um, favorite stories in the whole Bible. I love this lady. Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. If you have your iPhone or your iPad, just don't text, but you can look your scriptures up on that. We'll allow it. Mark chapter 5 and verse 25. I'm going to read this whole thing and then we'll talk about it. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Have you ever been in a position where you just felt like things were bad? It's raining and it's just pouring more. When it rains, it pours, right? This lady was in the same spot. 20 years excuse me, 12 years, life was miserable for this lady. She'd gone through so many things. She'd gone to the doctors. They messed her up. They've done things that have harmed her. She's had a bad rap. Verse um, uh, 26, and suffered many things from many physicians. She'd spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So she's got no money. She's got no health. This lady is suffering. She's going through something. But when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, now this is beforehand, obviously on her way. She had to have said this beforehand. If I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. See, Jesus hasn't even entered the scene yet. And she's saying, life is bad. Stuff is, I got no money. She was sick and tired of being sick and tired. She said, Jesus, he can do it. He can do it. If I only can touch his garment, I don't even have to talk to the guy. He doesn't have to lay hands on me. He doesn't have to go, have to, go to a prayer line. I just have to touch Jesus, and I'm good. In verse 29, immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said, there's millions of people around you or thousands of people or whatever. There's so many people around you. How could you say he touched my clothes? Because Jesus knew somebody had some faith. Jesus knew somebody needed something from him and she expected it. He knew something was going on. He looked around, verse 30, 32, he looked around to see her who had done this thing. 
But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said, daughter, your faith, say your faith, has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. I love Jesus's response, right? It's not, hey, I'm God and I'm powerful and I did this. And that's exactly what happened. But Jesus says, because of your faith, because of your expectancy, because of what you knew I could do, then I'll do it. Not because I'm special, although he is. And he did that. But I love two things about this lady. I love two amazing things. She expected good from God, and she was persistent. See, I think sometimes we run up against a wall and we stop. We think, God must not want me healed. God must not want, I must be learning something from my sickness. I must be learning something from my family being in, 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 in disarray. I must be learning something. And yeah, that can, that can happen. But we hit a wall and, and, and this lady, 12 years, was hitting a wall, but she didn't quit. She knew in her heart somewhere deep down that Jesus had better for her. And I believe that Jesus has the best for us. Jesus wants us healed. Jesus wants us healthy. Jesus wants our families cohesive and working, right? Jesus wants us there. And I think she ran up against a wall many times, tried the doctors, and Jesus knows way more than any doctor does. Jesus is our great physician. Now that doesn't mean we don't take precautions and we don't go to the doctor and we don't do what we need to do. That's all good stuff. God has blessed us with doctors and I, uh, I am so thankful that God has done that and g- given us doctors who know way more than me, more than I'll ever want to know. But I believe that Jesus has more for us. And I think sometimes we have more faith in the world. We have more faith in doctors or banks or whatever it is. We have more faith in that than we do Almighty God. We come to church and say, I trust you, Jesus. And I'll tell you, I have to learn every day how to trust Jesus how to embrace his grace for my life, how to embrace that he loves me just the way I am and he wants what's best for me. Going through things in every part of my life, I gotta know when the times get tough, times get a little more difficult, I have to know that God knows exactly what I'm going through and I'm gonna trust him completely and fully. And I'm gonna live by faith, not by what I see. And as humans, it's so easy to walk by what we see. Well, I don't have the job. I don't feel well. I don't, um, you know, I, I, I don't have the amount of money that I think I should have. I don't have this. But I don't live by what I see. I live by what God promised in his word. And that's what this lady, she was sick. And even before she was healed, she said, if I can only touch his garment, then I'll be healed. Then I'll be good. She had faith in him without seeing it. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46. So just flip over a couple chapters. One more story. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Now they came to Jericho as he went out of Jericho with his disciples. A great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many warned him to be quiet, 
He said, or, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Sometimes we're going to do things that we know God has told us to do that people aren't going to agree with. People aren't going to say, that's cool. You may be looked, uh, looked at weird or wrong, but Bartimaeus says, I don't care. I need to get Jesus' attention. Began to cry out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. Rise, he is calling you. They changed their tune real quick when Jesus said something. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Bartimaeus takes off his old life. He says, That's it, I'm done. Jesus just called me. It's over. We're good. I get to take a step of faith. I get to step out there. I may not look cool because I'm sure he's blind. I'm sure he got up and was stumbling a little bit. Couldn't see where he was going. He rose up and Jesus answered and said, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, Rabboni, I don't know how to say that exactly, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. He wanted something from God, and he got it. He took a step of faith. He stepped out of the boat. He stepped out of what was comfortable. It's probably a lot more comfortable to sit there and just keep begging and uh, just live life the way he's been doing it, right? Just sitting there doing what he, he knew what to do best. But he wanted something different for his life. So he stepped out, and he got his healing. Again, Jesus doesn't say, because I'm Jesus. He says, because your faith. He was expectant and persistent. People told him no. People told him to be quiet. He stood up anyways, ran towards Jesus and said, I need you. I need you to, to, to show me, God. I need you to heal me. Heal my sight. If you look in Hebrews 11, you read that whole chapter. There's many, many people. It said, by faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Noah. By faith, all the heroes of the Bible, by faith, they got up and they did something. They believed God had the best for them. And I think faith sometimes can, can be hard to describe, but it can look a little bit like, uh, like this. So watch, we got a clip, and I kind of want to show you. Maybe a little cheesy, but it still is a good picture of what faith is.
All right, sometimes a little dramatic, but Indiana Jones is a great movie. And the fact is that sometimes it's what our faith looks like. It doesn't make a lot of sense, may not look right, but if we just take a step of faith, God wants what's best for us. Sometimes we just have to ask, and sometimes that requires faith, requires us stepping out. So how do we get faith? How, are we, um, how do we build our faith? Romans 10 and verse 17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. My question to you today is, what are we hearing? What are we hearing? We hear a lot of things from the world, Right? I don't watch a lot of the news. I stay away from the news because it's all negative. You know, and there's bad things that happen in the world and I, I need to be aware of some of that so we can pray for people and um, you know, you know, stand in the gap for people. But sometimes the news and what's going on in politics is just negative and it brings me down. So what am I hearing? Am I hearing that or am I hearing the word of God? And that's what builds me. Sometimes we get caught up in, you know, the, the, the latest political scandal and the latest this and, you know, what our president is or isn't doing and whether we agree with it or not and the latest thing on, on this and that. And Man, it's negative. Negativity grows like weeds and it's hard to stop sometimes. It's easy to let that negativity just roll and keep talking about it. But if we choose to stay positive, sometimes it's a little bit of work, but our lives are enriched because of it. I got a, I got a patch in my yard um, in a little parking lot and every summer we pull the weeds and I pull it and it looks great and I'm like woohoo we pull the weeds and two weeks later I got weeds everywhere again doesn't matter if I try to kill it weeds grow like crazy and I hate it I hate it and then I gotta go back and pull them all again and it, it, it's a lame it's a lot of work to get rid of that negativity but when you do it looks so much better my parking lot looks great. Don't go there now because it's full of weeds. But if you go when it's been pulled, it looks great. Take some work. I got to get on my knees. I got I to gotta pull those weeds or I just make Angie do it. It's good and then I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about it and she does it. And, but it's taken care of. If I work hard at it or Angie works hard at it, whatever, doesn't matter. Somebody works hard, it's good. In our lives, are we pulling the weeds of negativity and are we hearing faith are we hearing what god says in john 15 7 it says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you if you're hanging out with jesus you know what jesus wants for your life if you're hanging out with him and that's why pastor gary and isaac we push the life journal you get in god's word every day you get in God's word every day. You write about what you're hearing from God. That builds a relationship with you. You hear more of that versus the negativity of life Then you're filled with faith. You're filled with encouragement. You can conquer the world. You can change the world. It doesn't become just about you. It becomes about others. And you begin to give what God's already given you. And the faith inside of you is what you can do to move mountains in your life. I need pe we need people in this world that are mountain movers, that can encourage that can give a good name for Christians. So many times Christians get a bad rap because they're stupid sometimes, to be honest. But if we would be Christians full of faith and, and in relationship with God, abiding in God and Him abiding in us and us having relationship with Him, there's nothing that couldn't stop us. And we could change this world if we would have faith in what God has already said in His Word. But what are we feeding us? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. 
not hearing the negativity in the world and things that are going on. If I can leave you with a thought of, I think it boils down to our expectancy of God and our persistence in our faith with God. Sometimes life is tough. No one's denying that or saying it's any different. But if we believe wholeheartedly that Jesus wants good for us, that we can take on the world, that Jesus wants us healed, Jesus wants our families healthy, then we can conquer the world. And then if we're not worried so much about where we're at, we can change the world and we can affect people by not just asking what Jesus can do for me, but what can I do for others because of Jesus. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me right now? The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's my wife's favorite scripture. Slowly becoming my favorite scripture. Jesus back then healed. Jesus back then encouraged people, gave them hope. Jesus back then did good for people. In Hebrews, it says the definition of faith, and then it says the next scripture, um, for it For by it, the elders obtain a good report. With faith, good things come. Now, sometimes things are hard and no one's denying that. And I just want to pray right now for every person in here today that are maybe facing something hard, facing something difficult. You know what? Jesus knows exactly where you're at. And Jesus wants you to know this morning He doesn't care about your past. He doesn't care about where you've been or what you've done. He cares about where you're going and what you're doing with where you're at. Can we have the faith that God loves us just like we are? Can we have the faith that God wants good for us? Can we have the faith that God wants us and is able to make us ones that can change the world? If you're this morning here and you just have a need, we don't have to say it, but you just need something this morning from God. Can you just lift your hand up right where you're at? We're just going to pray, all right? God knows exactly where we're at. And he wants what's best for us. He wants to meet every one of our needs. We're going to pray this morning, not a prayer of hope, but we're going to pray a prayer of faith. That God would do something big in every person's life in this church. That we cannot just be a church on Broadway and McDonald, but we can be a church all over the world, which we kind of are already, but that each one of us in here can overcome what we need to and can be a part of changing the world. So if you need something as I pray, come on, be like that lady, be like Bartimaeus. God, I know you can do it. I'm going to have the faith to move mountains. I'm going to have the faith that you can do something big in my life. doesn't matter what I've done to mess it up. You know what's best for me in the future. You know what I need. Father, we come before you right now. And we come with a heart of faith. We're ready to take a step of faith, God. We know that you have and know what's best for us. And God, we pray this morning for every person in here who's needing healing. We know your word says, God, that we can be healed. You healed people back then. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. We don't just accept cancer. We don't just accept sickness in bodies. God, we proclaim and ask for healing. You said in your word we can ask anything and not doubt in our hearts. So we don't doubt. Father, we believe big things 
for our life. In Jesus' name. I pray for those that are in need of financial breakthrough. God, you are the God that is more than enough. You are the God that says we shall have no lack, that you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches and your glory. Father, I pray in faith that every need is met in every person here today. I pray, Father, for those that need family issues resolved. Father, you said that you would turn the hearts of the sons to the fathers and fathers to the sons. Same with mothers and daughters. I call kids back to their parents in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in people's lives. Those that are dealing with fear, we call that broken in the name of Jesus. Those that are dealing with anxiety and need peace, I pray in the name of Jesus by faith that you are the one that gives us the peace that passes all understanding. You said we don't have to fear anything if we trust in you. Today, we trust in you, Jesus. We thank you for what you did on that cross. It's all because of you. It's all because of you and what you did on that cross that we can live a life, one with you, sin-free, guilt-free. We can be blessed. We can live with you, God. We thank you for what you did. Thank you for this amazing opportunity to come together today. We love you with everything we are, Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Did you get something from God this morning, not me? All right? Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. You guys are, uh, we're going to dismiss you.